0: ora and welcome to Tech Bytes. I'm Craig Young. I'm the CEO of Two Ends, and once a month I sit down with a digital leader and have a chat about the things that are important at the time. This month I'm talking with Tracy Taylor, the CEO of Yellow, and I hope you enjoy this session. Well, kia ora and welcome everybody to the first Tech Bytes of 2023. Um, I'm really pleased to be here with Tracy, uh, Tracy Taylor from Yellow. So good to talk to you, Tracy. I, I know you're incredibly busy with a big day job at Yellow, but would you mind introducing yourself a little? Uh, what your role is at Yellow at the moment, and and some of the other things that I know that you're involved in.
1: ora Craig. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. So yes, I am CEO at Yellow New Zealand. And for those of you who don't know, one of our more famous products is the Yellow Pages. Um, We'll talk a bit more about that later, but we are now a multi-channel marketing agency with a full digital suite. But the um, main customer base for us is small to medium-sized businesses in Aotearoa. In terms of me personally, I'm also a mum to an eight-year-old boy and I am on um, a few other boards, um, Diversity Works New Zealand, Anthem, um, Company of Women, and The Real Media Collective. So those are all things that connect to my role or my passion or both, so those things keep me fairly busy.
0: Yeah I bet, including an eight-year-old. <laughs> yes. Yeah, um... Okay so so um, I was really keen to talk to you obviously most of the time we talk in tech we're we're talking about people's journeys and stuff but it fascinated me to think about yellow because you know the vast majority of us have had some connection with the telephone directory whether it's been for finding people's phone numbers or simply to hosting your monitor up to the right level or holding the door open some <laughs> really faded but you know like yellow is the latest incarnation of what is an icon in New Zealand that directed I mean many people still get the printed book
1: yes so agree I think when I wherever I speak or whenever I'm in conversations with people they're always really interested in who is yellow now and what are you doing and is it still around and yes we are and going strong so around sort of two million books go out into our communities each year still Um, And as part of that, we've got customers who are still reporting better ROI from their ad in the book than they are some of their digital products. We've got a particular um, plumber in Auckland, Auckland Plumbers, and Andrew there is a big believer. He just told me yesterday actually that He's had a huge increase in calls over the last sort of month or so through his ad in the book, um, bigger than he's had over the last three years. So still really well used. Um, But I think, you know, there's key parts that it's still connected to nostalgia for people in our communities. The books are delivered by over 300 community groups. So over a million dollars a year or thereabouts goes back into those groups and, you know, whether that's for charity or um, community community so that's something that we're really proud of and something we've managed to uphold over our sort of 70 odd years of being around so yes still going strong but as you say we've been through a massive transformation and and really our transformation was put upon us when google came along so um, we had to sort of rethink overnight how were we going to transform not only our product but our processes culture um And I think just simply, how were we going to create a sustainable future? So we've been in that business transformation, which is quite a buzzword now, I know. But it's actually just been our reality for the last probably at least 10 years and in real focus the last five years.
0: Yeah, I mean, interesting. Um, I mean, there's a lot of conversations around about resiliency at the moment and things like that. And, And just listening to you, I'm thinking... Well, what's resiliency for yellow? What's actually the fact that you can (laughs) if your power goes up and your internet goes down, if you've got the yellow book, you can still find a plumber or a drain layer or something. I hadn't thought about that. That's quite
1: And I say that to a lot of people, we do have to think outside of our main cities, there are still a lot of people who don't have high speed fibre broadband pumped into their homes, they don't have easy access or connection, they don't have smartphones or laptops. And also, you know, to Able to conduct a Google search these days, you do have to have a certain level of understanding of how to get the best out of that. Mm -hmm. So there's still a place for them within, of course, what we are. We're big believers in we need to digitize Aotearoa, absolutely. But we need to think of all members of our communities when we do that.
0: Yeah, look, I just want to come back to your comment about Google turning up and being, yeah, and, and just ask you the question. I'd be fascinated to hear, you know, who you consider your your competition is and who you're dealing with here. Yeah,
1: I approach that differently. So I believe in circular economies mm-hmm. and I believe in particularly small marketplaces like New Zealand that we think about it in a partnership term. But to answer your question, I would say that from a small to medium-sized business perspective, our competitors would be perhaps those smaller digital agencies where they can say, we you can build you a website or we can do some search for you. And that's that would possibly be where our biggest competition sits. Although I do go back to, I'm not sure we see it that way. We want to partner. We actually want to do the best force SMEs, which are 95% of our marketplace, as we all know. And by doing that, we need to partner. We need to enable everybody because we all do well that way. And that will then in turn enable our economy.
0: Yeah, and I think there's definitely something in there that, um, you know, small, many enterprises, you know, maybe they've got to think a little bit, they can't put all their eggs in one basket, they've got to, you know, think about what the sort of stuff that you can do, but also get themselves listed on Google business, or what, there's, a, there's a free service that, that Google's got, you know, because people are going to come at them in multiple, multiple ways, right?
1: Um, That's a really key point, Craig. Just Sorry, just to stop Mm -hmm. you there. I think we are um, the only place in New Zealand where actually you can sign up to Google My Business with us and we get the pass-through straight away. You don't have to wait. I think it's about six weeks for the postcard to, to come to you. We sort of can stand you up on that in about 20 minutes because of our partnership with Google. But I agree. We have a really important... Message to SMEs is that actually you need to stay seen, Mm. and we know that a lot of the time they are told when times are a bit tough that their advertising budget or their um, their way to market should be cut, and we get that. But actually, in tough times, staying seen is the most important thing to be able to show that sustainability or that longevity. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Look, uh, so so I want to come back to yellow and um, and just get a bit of a flavor for the transformation that Yellow's had to go through. So we talked about, you know, Google coming in. So you, can you give us a bit of a, a, a brief on that? Yeah.
1: yeah, sure. So it is, as I say, across all platforms, and I look at it that way, and we had to do it in parallel. So it was actually what products did we need that we didn't have and how are we going to transform the ones we did? How were we then going to process those and how were we going to interact with our customers? So product, process, culture. So we went from being a very large corporate enterprise into something that needed to be much more approachable and agency-like for SMEs, so that culture piece. And also then I think there was a a place where Yellow had a monopoly back in the day, and we've also still got the largest database of SMEs in the country. So we needed to think about how do we use that in a more um, open way? And how were we partnering, rather than actually just taking advantage of a monopoly? So uh, all of those things across the board in parallel um, was was the transformation that we went went through, and still going through. I, I think you where I think we have the upper hand sometimes in business transformation is that we understand that it, you don't just get to a point and go, oh, cool, done, tick. It's actually no, what's next? What how do, what are our customers wanting? And you've got to involve the customer in that process, in that discussion.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's really true. That's really true. And look, so so facing that sort of competition and the changes and the continues, I mean, what excites you each day? You know, what gets you up in the morning to go to work?
1: Yeah, I'm a really purpose-driven person. So it really matters to me who the people are that I'm working with, who we're partnering with and who our customers are and that we know that and understand it. I also think it really matters to me that we have a bigger purpose, not just in terms of yellow, but how are we affecting our communities? How are we affecting our political system, our country? So that is something that really drives me. I have a heart for diversity, equity and inclusion and I believe in that as a platform for good commercial business.
0: Yeah, I'd like to come back to that because I want to talk to you a little bit about your own journey, but I just want to ask your opinion first, being in that digital transform, you know, Yellow's gone through that transformation, and, and you know, and one of the key things that's coming out of some of the research we're doing at the moment is around that, what we're calling the hangover of external events. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, the pandemic, the changes through there, and now the, the, the weather events. I mean, do you think, in your opinion, as a leader of a digital organisation, do you think COVID you know, really did accelerate digital transformation and, and can we maintain it Was it been a bit patchy?
1: What I can say is we do a small business report every year and we ask about uh, 1,500 to 1,800 SMEs, a, a range of questions. But one of the things we do ask them is, are you online or, or what sort of online presence do you have? To be honest with you, Craig, we're just about to um, release another one in the next month or so and we're not seeing a huge uplift in terms of that part of our country digitizing and i think that's still something that we're really passionate about changing i think there's still the same reasons exist for that and it's them being time poor or needing um a, a different level of understanding to be able to work out well, what, what sort of roi should i expect and what mm. should i be looking for and what product is going to work for me so there's still a certain amount of um, human-to-human interaction that needs to go on to do that. So whilst I would love to say that we've seen a huge shift, I don't think that it's shifted it as much as we think. That's a because those, yeah. those yeah. yes, those things still exist.
0: Which means there's still quite a bit of work to be done in that, that area. Yeah, yeah. And that is, and again, that is, um, you know, in the research we're doing at the moment, around our digital priorities, that uh, digitisation small business is coming through from our CIOs of large corporates, saying, you know, we still need to do some work in that area. Um, Yes, and I I think, just to give you some
1: numbers, Craig, the last year, you know, 34% of SMEs were still not online. It's early days yet. We haven't got the exact data back from our survey, but it it hasn't shifted a lot Mm. is what I'm seeing at the moment.
0: Okay, so we've got some work to do on that. Okay, I'd like to spend some time with you as as a person now too, you know, that's what these are about as well. So getting to be a CEO is not an easy thing. Um, What key decisions do you look back, you know, help to help some of our young people thinking about this, you know, what key decisions do you look back as being pivotal pivotal to your journey to, to this place you are now?
1: Yeah, and I think I look at that in a couple of ways. There's some commercial things and then there's some personal things. I think from a commercial perspective, I have a what would probably be described as an unusual background for a CEO because I'm a people and culture person. I was in people and culture for 20-odd years before I went into um, sort of the more management, customer, um, CEO space, and that I think served me well because actually what I decided – A long time ago was that people are the most commercial part of your business so you shouldn't treat them as two separate things and I think that still does happen a lot so I think I've had a different approach to that where I've been able to um, talk to people in a commercial way that has resonated with shareholders or board members to be able then to get that balance that I know is right for good commercial business. So I think that's been some of the key things I've done commercially. And I've always said, let's report on what we're doing from a people perspective. Let's get data around it. Let's get anecdotal data about it. It matters what people are thinking and then what we're doing about that. And then I think personally, I've adopted an approach where There's a lot of things to knock you back or that you can take personally and decide then that that is the end of your journey or a a wall you can't break through. I say to myself a lot, I'm not going to take that personally. I'm going to keep going. You know, sometimes I have, yes, moments where I think, oh, this is hard, but I have a a natural drive around optimism and hope that I think serves me well. Um, But I'm also not afraid to be the one who's sitting at the table with the only view that is different. So yeah. that has served me well, I think.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's that 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 last one's actually a really um important, empowering comment, actually, I think, yeah. Look, um, we know that in techno in the technology field, um and as in most businesses, you know, we've got a problem of not enough diversity, there's not there's not enough uh women. Māori, you know, Wahine Māori, Pacifica. I mean, have you felt that you've, have you ever felt that you're leading the way in the roles that you've done? and And, and maybe you could extend that a little bit out to say, well, what else could we be doing to, to help them come through?
1: So I would answer that by saying, I feel it's really important for whether it's me or other women in these positions to lead the way, I think we must. And I feel a great responsibility around that and a great drive around that because actually I see what we're doing now, we're trying to change, whilst it might not be in the near future, we're trying to change that for our children or their children. And it's important that we're doing that because I agree with you. I think about my CEO colleagues, I'm in a very small percentage just being a woman. Mm-hmm. And then as you say, then you layer that out to Māori, Pacifica, Pacifica, um, other Um, members of minorities, communities, and that number gets smaller. So what does, I think, sometimes frustrate me is we're still not seeing fast enough change in that space, and that speaks to the systems that need to shift, and those are the hardest things, because they're very much built on historical, you know, I think about yellow in that um, instance, when you're 70-odd years old, you have very historical systems in there that need to shift to accommodate for that change. And it's social change, and social change is hard. And I think sometimes we tend to think about businesses as separate from that social change. I don't see it that way. So it's it's very much connected for me and very important as part of, I see it as part of the role I do.
0: Mm, 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 great. So if, just to finish up on then, um, because you are involved in a lot of other things as well, what's driving you to keep keep going with all those things that you're involved in. Yeah.
1: Again, it speaks to my passion points. So whilst, you know, I love my job, again, I think it's important that I have an effect on the community I'm in and also some of the things that are being legislated or decided at that level. It's really important to me that I'm not just taking for granted the privilege that I inherently have, Um, and also then the opportunities that I've had throughout my life, whether that be through schooling or the roles that I've been able to take. So it's almost, for me, part of what I do every day, and that drives me, and that's who I want to be. I think about that a lot. Who do I want to be? Not necessarily what do I want to do. And when I think about all that I do, I manage my energy through that, not necessarily my time. I like to think being busy is a bit boring. We need to be brave yeah. and we can all be busy. But actually, how what, what are we involved in and what are we actually affecting in that? And then that must bring you joy yeah. and purpose.
0: I like that. I like that comment about being brave. Um, look, it's been fascinating to um, have the chat with you. It's also been fascinating, you know, getting to know the people in your team and hearing the passion that they have for the organisation, you know, because those of us on the outside that haven't engaged with a Yellow for a while, you know, don't really understand what you're about. So that's been amazing um, and and really great to be working with you. We got is there anything, Lenny, last comments or thoughts you'd like to share before we close up?
1: I think I would just like to share. I. I understand that everybody at the moment must feel tired. And there, as you mentioned earlier, there's been a lot that has gone on and I really understand that. But I really want to encourage everybody to please step forward with optimism, don't stop. We have got a real opportunity to keep going with good momentum, to not get too caught up in um, bad news around the economy. We can have an effect on that. I think we could almost talk ourselves into a recession yeah. if we don't think differently about that. So I really encourage everybody to to think about what is their part that they can play in the rebuild um, in an optimistic, hopeful way.
0: Oh, thank you so much, Tracy. I really, really appreciate your time. Um, I know you're busy, and uh, it's been great to talk to you. Thanks, everybody, for joining us today on tech bites as i as i say at the end of each one of these this will be on our youtube channel it will be on every podcast channel we have you are more than welcome to listen to it or watch it again and um just um again thanks so much tracy
1: thank you craig i've really enjoyed it